This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty, another fancy special. Here with me, oh wait, it's me, your host, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy. What's up, all my little number two fuck boys and fuck girls out there in fucking podcast land? I'm joined today by one of the fanmen, one of the other fanchies, Sean Clements. Sean, say hi, bud. Hi. <laughs> thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for coming in. I almost said thank you for having me to you because that's how much I'm trying to please you in any given moment. Mm-hmm. That's how afraid of you I am. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us from Banshee itself, Chris Coy, you might know him as Calvin Bunker. A.K.A. Buck Naked Fuckboy number 74.5. <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert for the end of episode five. You do get to see Chris Coy's ass. Spoiler alert for hosts of High and Mighty. You do get to see his ass in person. Pull your pants up, Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, thanks so much for coming in. We're so stoked you can make it. Oh, man. I'm thrilled. Honored, man. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan, man. I've been listening to you guys uh, the last couple days, kind of in prep. <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Getting ready for the hard-hitting questions. We I ask, am. Like, yeah, What's yeah, it yeah, like exactly. to saw He's... mannequin's arm off? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do you get to use ice pick all the time that's right <laughs> is it cool when you are killing guys it's, this uh, the fancy episodes of this podcast are pretty much the Chris Farley show from SNL it's like remember when you said remember that thing when you, <laughs> that was cool is all you need is, is that true <laughs> no Chris it's not Cool. 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 <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your character, Calvin Bunker. Yeah, so yeah. this is his first season. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was, was, well, no, was, he was in, in, last he season. in the finale last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. definitely the first. Uh, oh, right. 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 Yes. Exactly. <laughs> or burned it off. Burned his brother. A little, little creme yeah. brulee on that motherfucker. <laughs> um, and now we're seeing calvin is a huge part of this season and episode five specifically is a big calvin episode yeah kills two people in one ep yeah right i know uh (laughs) you guys got to see that way before me too they just sent that to me yesterday i was like fuck i almost it's funny how you you film that stuff and you kind of like live in it in the moment but then you know now it's a year later almost it's all blurry it's like Mm -hmm. you would think that it would be burned in your head, right? Yeah. But no, it's it's almost like it's it's like burned in Calvin's head. But when you leave, you know, I've got a wife and two little girls. Like I have to leave the Nazi <laughs> on stage, you know, yeah. and like, uh, and now a year later, yeah, I'm like watching that episode, like, oh my fuck, oh that's that so fun. Yeah, that's like for all you uh, listeners to High and Mighty and other podcasts. When someone tweets at you, Sean, you host a podcast. When someone tweets at you, is something you said on a podcast mm-hmm. from like five weeks ago, and you're like, you got to know that I'm just spewing garbage right, right like, now. Or autopiloting like, yeah. and yeah. like, yeah. Hey, heads up, Sean. Just so you know, uh, Dario Argento didn't direct that movie. And you're like, I don't care, man. I don't fucking remember. Or like, someone comes up to you and qu- quotes a podcast thing to you, or quotes a character's thing, and you're like, I actually haven't seen that cut. I have no idea. What you're talking about. <laughs> right. um, episode five. Uh, so let's talk about Calvin. So had you known Banshee before you got the audition? Dude, I uh, I like you guys. And I was thinking about this earlier. So the people that you've brought in from the show and interviewed, most of them have been on board since the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, I was a fuckboy fanboy like you guys <laughs> who was aiming for the show. It was like, I want to get on that fucking show. But as you guys know, I mean, being in the industry, like, 
there's no real way to be productive about like getting on a show that you want to get on. You just have to wait for a character to show up that maybe you match up with. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to like you have to be you have to tell your agents you have to and pray right and just hope something comes and then even if you maybe match up with it you're still just like throwing your number your name into the fucking hat you know and um so i had early on maybe season one season two auditioned for like some smaller role couldn't even tell you what it was at this point didn't get that was bummed out and then a year and a half almost two years went by and i ended up with uh an audition for um uh, what's is it? Is his name Lewis? Uh, the other hacker, the hacker who takes Job. Oh right, Leo. yeah, Leo. Leo, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Um. So I and I put myself on tape for that, and less than like two weeks later, I get another appointment for Banshee, a different role, and uh, there wasn't like a, a lot to it. it. In fact, at first, I kind of thought like, shit, I would rather have that hacker role because like all the description was was like a leader of the local Aryan Brotherhood. Um, and season three hadn't come out yet, so I hadn't. We had yet to know anything about Tom Pelfrey or right. you know Bunker. Who plays Bunker, your right? Exactly. And so uh, on the page, and certainly in the character description, it seemed like maybe a smaller role. And being a fan of the show, you know, we'd kind of gone in and out of white supremacy and seen them here and there. In yeah, town it was a very stuff. fringe element of yeah. Banshee, where it was like every once in a while they'd You'd pop see up. one of them. Yeah. And so yeah. I was kind of like, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to be one of those dudes. Yeah. If I'm going to get on this fucking, the only show that I literally sit down and watch every week. Like, yeah. I, God, I hope it's, not that I wouldn't take, I would have fucking taken it. Like, if right. Good would have like flicked a fucking snot rocket at yeah. me, I would have been like, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I would have been, I would have been a guy that gets his hand cut off. Like, yeah, you, exactly. Anything Any day. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Not me. <laughs> no, yeah. You, you, you it's won't gotta do be the five, right role. Right? <laughs> it's just, it diminishes my value. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the only person in Hollywood still holding on to integrity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh so anyway I put myself on tape for for that bunker role and next thing i know i get a text message from adam targum who i didn't even know was a part of the show but he, you knew him but i knew him the first he put me in the first movie i ever did eight years ago little genre indie called rogue river and um fucking get a text from him that's like hey great read looking good i got your back and i'm like what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> and he's like, I'm one of the new writer EPs on Banshee. And I literally like dropped my phone and picked my wife up. And <laughs> yeah. was like... Oh, that's like it, the actor's dream. It's like, I, I now have an inside Like, story. holy shit, I'm the yeah. guy with a guy. Yeah. Like, that never fucking happened. Yeah, worst comes worse, I don't get this. Maybe he looks out yeah, for something exactly, else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just knowing that someone's on the yep. on board. On your you side. realize how bad the odds are every time you audition for a show where you don't know a writer oh, EP. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You're like, even well, when somebody you know, knows them. Right. <laughs> even when you friends yeah. <laughs> and even when you know a guy it's still not guaranteed like no i still had to jump through more hoops like he had my back but tropper and uh i think yutane as didn't know me didn't know anything and we're like yeah i don't know because like now i you know i feel i'm so grateful that they kind of took a chance i don't i think that when you think you know uh, season last season big bad Nazi leader guy. Uh, I don't know that I'm the look that like necessarily comes to mind right away. And well, so, I brought that up in another episode that I thought it I know, was you really me interesting. A dweeb. I loved that shit. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, God. well, because when you're working in the office, that Dude, is you, the you, the way you read. And right. then when you go to like right. actually fucking like put a guy's head in a vice, right. it's like that reads is like, oh, this dude's a badass. But it's a very, it's a thin like, it's a needle to thread. Yeah, exactly. you know, that was a conscious to move too. Um, 
with really it, it kind of started with wardrobe uh frank the head of wardrobe brilliant brilliant guy was like you know what if we make your suits just like not really fit that well yeah and you just kind of like you hate that fucking job but you have to do it you need a cover you need a regular fucking taxpayer's job and I like so you buy the cheapest awesome... like men's warehouse shitty suits well, like, it's a great lair, and the character overall, uh, I, I mean, and we didn't know this when we meet him last season, but it's like, you're just seeing him frustrated everywhere. Like, yeah. he's kind of under somebody's thumb well, that's right. everywhere he yeah, goes. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you re-angle the POV of the show and you put it into Calvin Bunker's POV, it's literally about, like, it's like a sitcom of a guy's struggle. His boss at work sucks. His boss at his club, which happens to be the Aryan Brotherhood, right. is an asshole who's in jail. His He's wife's with brother fucking drama. around on him. His yeah. wife's yeah. cheating. His fucking brother. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, His father-in-law's a real asshole. Yeah, it's exactly. Like every, like, exactly. It's sort of like every sitcom cliche overplayed a right. leader of the Aryan Brotherhood. Right, exactly. <laughs> there was, like, a joke, running joke on set where every episode up until episode five, right about, um... There's multiple moments in different scenes with Calvin that end with Calvin is left to stew in his own juices. Yeah, <laughs> then, yeah he's just eating shit. Yeah, and exactly. like, I can't fucking believe this is happening <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that moment in uh, when after the guy's uh, head is crushed in the vice and Burton throws you the bat and when Burton walks away and you turn and throw the throw bat, the bat, the bat the at my bitch. Guy, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. such a funny moment. Yeah, like, exactly. Ah! Take fucking bat. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> my boss, but I'm someone else's boss. Yeah, it's like exactly. a reaffirming of your alpha exactly. in that moment. Yeah. And that, oh, and that, uh, I, I can't remember now if that was Pony Joe right there too that I threw the bat to, which is who that's my best friend that gets pulled apart in episode right. five. Oh shit! Right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. That's. That's one of the life. most brutal deaths. That's one of the craziest ones. I love this. We're talking about like, you crushing a guy's head in a vice earlier, and that doesn't touch this. Yeah. The, <laughs> what was that? What was that filming like? Because that's like that's got to be early. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, well, who's I mean, what's the actor's name that plays your father-in-law? He's so awesome. Chance Kelly. Yeah, dude. he's the Godfather from Generation Kill. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The guy who has a voice like that. Yeah, guy. dude, and he's so. F- Oh, he's just, he's, uh, he's one of those just like great, unbelievably underutilized fucking actors. Like that mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, it's one of those guys that when you're like, where do I know that guy from? And if you're a group of five people, everyone knows him from something from different. From one thing? Yeah, yeah but like, nobody. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was in that? Yeah, that's what I love him in. Oh, I love him in Generation Kill. Oh, and I love him. he plays different dudes in fucking all of right, them. Right, exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's a great, great actor. I had him over to the house, actually. Me and my wife fed him and his daughter dinner the night before I chopped his fucking head off <laughs> so awesome. well it's that much mo- that moment's funny because he's like funny about his like the way he's running uh the aryan brotherhood he's like it's like simple to him right yeah. well because he's mr untouchable right like, he knows like he just you know. got out of jail on whatever right exactly <laughs> it's yeah. it's something that i've actually talked about on the show before where everyone is giving everyone else a reason to kill them at all times of course, and yeah. anyone can get to anyone but they're all very confident about it like <laughs> yeah, it's like we've seen you break into uh kurt bunker's home and burn his chest off but he's still confronting people and being like you're fucking next on my list it's like wait why do you feel okay doing this yeah, exactly. like you're yeah. living in the same house you don't have like a new security system right. exactly. that's Nothing's what changed. happened everyone is just like grinning at the end of a gun in their face yeah like, just like <laughs> They're just like, well, it can't happen to me. Yeah, it's it like, happen to me. but you've seen it happen to everyone. Yeah, on the one show, we're like, it can literally happen. Like, t- 
tom- like next episode they could just fucking kill everyone and start over <laughs> yeah. because like not not a show to be a difficult actor on i bet yeah no <laughs> where exactly. it's like the producers are well, just gonna be like oh you're a problem at all like Tropper, we're so easy to kill Tropper's you. so candid about that too at the i think you guys were at the premiere right yeah. and before the before they started it he even said he's like you know we've been lucky we've had mostly great people working with us on both sides of the camera and the assholes that worked with us we fucking fired them real quick <laughs> right, he said that in his, in his opening speech he's like yeah we fucking fired those assholes yeah, he's like we had some we had a mostly great people and if they weren't we fired them yeah, <laughs> exactly. like, all right here's the episode and here's, and here's the three seasons condensed into three minutes roughly which translated means here's 300 deaths oh man like we've said this on the episode before too but if you watch a sizzle reel of the catch-up of three seasons so of Banshee, good. how do you not how, how right. do you not turn, tune into the show exactly, <laughs> that moment exactly. Where you're like, just to at least see how all the pieces fit together right and you're yeah. like all right, Aryans, Native Americans, military, yeah. Asian drag queen. You know, it's like yeah. you keep jumping around. Speaking of all this, I loved this. Uh, there was another episode of your guys' show, and you were talking about how whoever is in control of background and how, like, every season, like, all of a sudden, like, in every shot, there's a military guy. Because now there's a fucking military base right now. Right. Right. Like, it's such a no rules, no problem show. Yeah. I fucking love that. Like, it is yeah, really that's fun. amazing. The only thing I guess that they do really, they are beholden to in terms of like the logic and rules of the world is the character's internal psyche. Like they do right. have to live in the like bed they made. Right. Of course, in terms yeah. of like now everyone's so fucked up because they've all seen so many people die <laughs> yeah, in so exactly. many ways yeah. that like this season feels darker. Like there's more of a pall over it. Cause there's no way you can like, Brock, you're like, who's like the lighthearted, like the straight man of the world. Brock is even in this. He's like, I, I see so much. Fun. <laughs> so just, you guys, yeah. You guys saw the yellow tape, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't fucking care anymore. We're all, let's be real. We're all going to fucking die anyway. Like, yeah. dude, he's so, so fucking good. I should have doing something. I should have done a long time ago. Or he's like, when, he, uh, when he's talking to uh, a hood in this one, he's like, what are you doing? Hood? He's like, so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, so this episode also introduces us into another. Uh, we'll get back to more Calvin stuff in a second, but introduce while we're on this topic, introduces us to another unseen a portion of the Banshee population that is yet to be spoken about: the devil worshippers and the body mobs. That's right, that's yeah. right. We forgot that the devil worshippers live there, and they're <laughs> right, well, they big too. I mean, you're essentially in hell. Like <laughs> they've got to be there. That more than every community that's been introduced, like when they go into that like underground club. sex club or whatever. <laughs> I was like. I wonder if this does exist in every town. Right. <laughs> like, because it's like, if there was a military complex or even an Aryan compound, like, near my house, I think I'd know. I'd, like, see them. Right. But this, I'm like, this could just be happening. Right. That, I think that is <laughs> This happening. is in every underbelly. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. there's definitely Angeles. people this fucked up. <laughs> oh, and so yeah, they, so they And they're going to find each other. <laughs> right. So why wouldn't they have a weird bar dungeon? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, so it's all these people that are, A, uh, either these people are just body modders that have maybe that they that maybe do devil worship or or are all devil worshippers that happen to body modders but there's are probably some part, hybrids in there yeah too. there's probably a couple of uh, people who uh, feet in both circles yeah, I'm sure there's a, yeah, the Venn yeah. diagram yeah. and then but maybe they're devil worshippers but not with the fucking serial killer guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but all that being said then they go like where do you get your work done it's like doctor doctor quick he works out of the back of a dry cleaners it's like another insane <laughs> location <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> another like, insane location of Banshee where you where you think at some 
some point, this town is small enough that Hood or someone has been, everywhere, been everywhere. Or you've at least heard of the fucking guy who's working out of a dry the cleaner. crazy body mod surgeon in the back of the dry cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> right. so Only true. on this show, it's like, nope, you learn about this on episode 48. Right. <laughs> like, if there was an overhead map yeah, of Banshee, like, like, yeah. every like, season, a little bit of, like, the fog of war gets removed. Right. And there's just this, like, huge other world yeah, it's in like a video game where you yeah, unlock exactly. a new area. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is where the Aryans live. <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, in this episode, we also see the drive-through Aryan party where they're having like a dazed and confused Which party at the moon. Tower. It should have like a Lord of the Rings map. You know what I yes. mean? Like, there's like <laughs> a weird I mean. fantasy yeah. element to it where right. it's like, it's so this true. is the elf world. Yeah. We're all like, and right. this this is the uh, house Hood lives in that's in the woods that no one found him in for two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like beautiful and serene yeah. and just like it's like, but like he's been picked up and dropped off there five times since this season started right but exactly. he, he was able to disappear for a year and a half right. let's talk about that that ought, that scene at the party at the moon tower but for nazis where they're watching uh nazi propaganda footage on just a on loop in the TV. background yeah <laughs> that was like a real drive-through uh in like a kind of rural little town right outside of it's pittsburgh a beautiful setting hundred aryans <laughs> ready to party <laughs> Oh yeah, you see, it was, you, yes, it was very fucking banshee. You, you know? saw more girls than you thought were in the Aryan Brotherhood. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, at that yeah, part, yeah. they're like, it's yeah. a party scene. They're right. gonna we be, gotta have some chicks. Got some yeah. babes. Uh, there's a. The, I think that we see Calvin, and he's sitting on a flatbed, looking like fucking Charlie Brown. He's got like his <laughs> yeah. head down and his hands <laughs> yeah, We just pulled his best the friend apart. The only guy not having fun at the party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And his, and his father-in-law is, everyone's happy that he's there here. There were so many Aryans that day, too, who like, you know, whether they watch the show or not, because Calvin's new to the show, we're like walking by and seeing this other fellow Aryan extra sitting sadly on the back of that El Camino. And they would like come by and be like, hey bro, what's up? It's supposed to be a party. We gotta like liven it up a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there, I'll buddy. Save your notes for the other extras. <laughs> it's oh, funny, God. like, because everyone in the show is in some way a bad guy, except for like Brock. It is you know, from every character's perspective, someone else is the villain. Like, it's like even like you burning your brother's chest off. You know, at the time, it's like, this is the worst guy I've ever seen. And then it's like, no, I was saving your life. Yeah, because, yeah, because if Watts I hadn't done this, yeah. yeah, Watts is going to. And it's like, you know, and that feels like maybe something he's saying. And then when you meet Watts, you're like, no, he's going to kill him. Right, like, right, this right. was this bought right. this dude a year. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it is like weird. Like the everyone's like has their own version of morality. Yeah, like exactly. your character's like, I didn't want to kill my fucking best friend. It's like, oh, he is like tortured and <laughs> right, right, suffering right, and right. trying to do this the right way. Right. But yeah. also the weird the the Aryan ideology of just like it's not about the money, Watts. Like that's right. So he's funny. a purist. Right. Yeah. yeah you're exactly. just like yeah. I, I'm in this for the the look, the tech. Like right. Exactly. I'm not. A, this is not a gang. Well, he's to just me. like it's a belief system. Right. Yeah. He was born into it. That right. was kind of like a. That was a thing that we consciously decided on in the beginning, and then also maybe like the biggest goal or obstacle for us was like, can we can we make the audience feel bad for a Nazi? Like, can yeah, we make right. them be like, fuck, this poor guy maybe never had a choice. And they, these are the philosophies that he was, like, kind of born into and, like, raised to believe in. And, like, 
they warm the audience up for that a little bit with the with the with your brother character. Like we, right, start, exactly. we you get sympathy for him right. first, and then it's like now meet the bad. The, the, yeah, it's now even meet harder the little too, brother. You're pitted against him, yeah, exactly. and you like that guy right away. Like yeah, you yeah. like Kurt, and then yeah. it's like, well, this is his enemy, so I hate right. this guy. But then as you see what, but then your you see Calvin like is, with his wife who's cheating on him, but he still loves, and then his son. Who's yeah, like when, such, when he said when uh, when he says we got to kill Cal, when the wife says we got to kill Calvin, mm-hmm. you're like. Oh fuck you! You're like, right. like no, Calvin. Hey, you know, Kurt. That's your Calvin's brother. getting like, nothing but shit on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what this guy's going through? <laughs> right. Yeah, he's in a weird version of American Beauty or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you're seeing him at the end of this episode, like finally snap, like take control of one thing, right? And just like, True. and it feels like a real. Let's jump. Point. Let's jump to that moment right yeah. now because that's such a fucking. Because we it was we, awesome. We'd seen you. Right, cool. We'd seen Calvin fantasize killing his boss. Right. So in almost like, the same way. Like almost, stabbing him in the neck with a pen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we when this happens, when you stab your father-in-law in the base of the neck with an ice pick, there is a split second. We we talked about it when Calvin kills the, his boss in the fantasy where like this is Banshee. That could have actually happened. It's right, the exactly. The first time I think we were like, whoa, that wasn't real. Right, exactly. And then I was like, oh shit. And then when you kill your father-in-law, we're like this is this a fantasy? Oh no! Wait, never mind. Yes, yeah, the exactly. next shot is you butt naked, right. buzzing his arm off with yeah. a fucking table saw. Yeah, guys, that's right. Right. What uh, were you guys ready for that? Like, were you anticipating it at all when when Watts walked down into the? Basement? No, I thought he was going to be around for longer. I also, right. he was such a great like character. It, right. Yeah, yeah. But isn't it funny how Banshee can do that? Like, or at least for me, when I was because you know when you're reading the scripts, even as a as a fan of the show, you. You still know that, like, anybody could go at any time. Like, if there's ever been a show that, like, will introduce juggernaut characters and then just kill them anyway, right. it's fucking Banshee. And so, it's funny how it can do that to you, though. Like, you can watch it and or read it and be like, well, there's no way they're going to kill him. Even though they've done that to a thousand other people. There's no way he's well, going to die Well, this dude's right been now. talked about for, like, five, five. episodes. Yeah, exactly. And then he's finally introduced. And he's such a problem for so many people. Yeah, exactly. That it's like, wow, what are the complications of this going to unfold? And it's like, nope, he's fucking toast. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. like, that's like the whole thing about the show. And it's less about, even less about killing people. It's more about, like, they don't tease you with story like you know right. like when when it's like job's been kidnapped it's like all right well that's the season-long premise never mind no, we, got him the, yeah. we got him later that episode right. oh we the guy who kidnapped job he's got to be the bad guy no nope, right. he's dead yeah. like, uh, all right watts is the guy we're dealing with watts is the guy right. we're dealing with right. this episode that's boom right. he's dead holy shit who's like yeah yeah and watts actually like it solves a big problem for the show too because if he is around he has to be trying to kill kurt bunker yeah exactly. <laughs> so Oh, like, wait, we, we had backpedal a second. So it's like you're saving your brother, too. <laughs> again, yeah. again, and he's still fucking my wife. <laughs> let's back, you just reminded me, let's backpedal to Kurt's attempt to maybe kill Watts in police uniform. So, that was such right, a funny Like he was thing. on his way home from being on duty, and he was like, you know what? I bet they're out at that fucking drive-thru again. I've got that huge sniper rifle in my <laughs> yeah. car. God, I'm glad I brought that 50 Gordon's from last season. <laughs> All right. Gordon, the best reveal ever. And then, <laughs> I'm also a I'm also a vet. Yeah. And Brock and his just like kind of casual conversation at like Brock like 
What the fuck are you doing? He's Kurt, like, grow just, up, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're, you're being a uniform. baby. <laughs> you're, you're, you know there's GPS in your car, right? And you have a uniform on. Yeah, that you was a big part of his problem. Car. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, you can't assassinate someone with a sniper rifle. It was like, dude, you're in your car. You're in your uniform. Like, this is a bad look for the sheriff's department. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he almost was like, all right, take one shot. You can have one shot. We'll see. But Kurt has that great line in that moment, too, where he goes, that was a, that was a good speech. Good speech. He's like, that, that, was a, that was a pretty good speech. Like, he's yeah. like, all right, fine. All right. We won't kill him yet. Oh, and then that's what you think, too, because you're like, oh, they're setting up Kurt versus Watts. That's going to be an awesome yeah. showdown when Watts comes for him. And Kurt's got to defend his sister-in-law slash paramour. And instead, Watts is dead like two scenes exactly. later. How far ahead are you aware of your storyline? Just like, because you're, like your character isn't introduced as this guy who's super frustrated. He is introduced as somebody who's in control. Like, right. do you know that's coming for it? Or... Uh, no. So, generally, we're like maybe one script ahead mm -hmm. of what we're shooting one or right. two um but there's not like a ep meeting where they're like you're gonna be like no. ultimately mm -hmm. this is what's gonna happen no because they're always no. ready to pivot yeah exactly yeah. which i think is you know that's that's why it's such good storytelling because uh tropper and greg and adam and of course like the rest of the writing team like they're all just ready to turn on a dime like mm -hmm. somebody comes in with a good idea or somebody's like you know I heard you guys talking on the show before about how like you'll be in the, some, one of you guys that works on an animated series and how you'll be in the writers' room like showing them clips of different stuff, trying to like spark inspiration. <laughs> mm -hmm. Same kind of thing I think happens on on Banshee, like because not just not just like the story will go in a totally different direction than you were anticipating, but also like you'll get the first draft of the script. And then by like the fifth draft, like it's a whole fucking different like <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. yeah always better though yeah always better I don't remember a single moment in all of season four where me and my wife weren't just thrilled with whatever changes were happening <laughs> right and also there were so many times we're reading scripts and it's like you turn the page and you're like and then Calvin saws off his fuck oh my fucking god <laughs> <laughs> like you're like. Holy shit. Like what did we get into? Ah, uh, that that's that's so exciting. Like Oh, it's Cal so good. And especially it's like the Calvin, best fucking job ever. Right. And Calvin seems like he's going to be this one note foil for his brother early right, on. Right, exactly. And then when you when he's waiting for uh Kurt outside the house to be like hey, get bro, back. Sorry, yeah, right. yeah. It feels like you're like, "Oh, that's just what they're and then all of a sudden now the Aryan Brotherhood is in in with Proctor, way bigger part. Now Calvin is like your your part grew like exponentially in to the point where you've killed three people in two episodes. Right, camera. exactly, <laughs> exactly. It cost me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, but I, I have to say too, like that's just a testament though to um, again to to Tropper. I mean, I think he said when he was on your guys' show that like his attitude and approach to the show is not just like what's the most fun but like what have i never seen before let's do that what have we not seen let's put all our eggs in that basket and fucking really go for it it's like dude that was my boss yeah <laughs> the fuck like if that's your boss's attitude then like you just trust that guy yeah you and go it's, wherever it's he wants funny to after you. doing three full seasons of that attitude too then for season four you really are like what have we not seen <laughs> right. and not done <laughs> like, <laughs> and having that be our mission statement for right. three years what like, was what that have meeting we like and like how many minutes of just silence was there in the beginning <laughs> yeah. after yeah. it was like what have we not seen or done before 
before. It was just everybody sitting there trying to figure that out. Well, like, uh, that's the thing. You've seen, like, <laughs> someone get killed with an ice pick before in, like, Basic Instinct and Goodfellas. You've seen guys kill their father-in-law or their crime boss, but you've never seen a guy who's been shit on so bad who you're concerned for who just casually and does, does it. so matter of fact. That's like, what the best part about that kill is because that could easily be a passionate, like, dude, that this was, is my house, right. you know? Me and, uh, Lonnie and I, uh, Lonnie, who directed episode five, um, him and I spoke specifically to the effect of, like, death is simple and should be simple in this in this scene. It should be something that happens. One second, Watts is alive and an asshole, and the next second, he's dead mm-hmm. and not yeah. a problem. So it's and like, so there should be dude has just decided. Right, like, exactly. there's nothing more it's to it. Over. Yeah, yeah. There should be just like <laughs> this is done now. It's time. one stroke and then a breath, and, and it's I, fucking over. I love that because then we also now see uh, we've seen Calvin have to kill a friend of his. Imagine killing his boss, killing the guy who is uh, killing the guy in the vice, and each time he's actually killed someone, it's been with like just it has to be done, like the crank of the, yeah, the yeah. crank of the vice, the killing your friend was just something you had to. There was passion in that one because you didn't want to do it, but then when you imagine killing someone, it's out of fury. But that's not. I don't feel like that's what Calvin would. Right? Yeah. No. No. Do. No. He's not. Calvin is more just like. The, he's a pretty killing, calculated guy. Yeah. Killing yeah, your right. father-in-law, killing Watts is pretty much the. Doing your tri-quarterlies, right? Like, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, now extremely this is done, practical decision. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. right. Like, right. Now, well, now we got to cut him up. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to get any blood on my clothes. <laughs> right. We we spoke on that too. It was like, what if uh, you know, because he's already not just a, a neo-Nazi, but he's like the leader of the local Aryan Brotherhood. We've already shown him fucking blow torch his own brother's chest. Like, right. mm-hmm. I don't think I think that there's already enough things in your face to where. What if we don't play this guy like a monster? What if he's a businessman? Yeah. What if he's mm-hmm. a guy who like approaches life in a step by step manner? And, and he's like, living These are by the things his, that need to get done. He's living by his own ethics. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They're awful and against you know the ethics of America. But like his moral code is like no. We're not getting into business with Proctor. We can't take orders from him. He's Dutch. He's not, you know. He's- right, exactly. Like, if we're living by this rule book, then let's fucking live by it. That's a great moment when when Calvin says that to Watts. It's like, why do we got to do what this Dutchie says or whatever? And yeah. I was like, oh, right. It's not just white people. Like, in that video. Yeah, no, 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 like, no, no, no. You it's can very, be white and we can still hate and you. still hate you. <laughs> yeah, in right. fact, you could be, like, the whitest white there is. Right, because you would think that Ulrich or uh, Proctor would be on their side because he's, like, as white as you can as be. You can get. Like, no, 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 no. That's so right. awesome. Wrong kind of white. Right. It's a very narrow... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definition. There's, there's no paying at the door to get into the club. Like, you're fucking out. And yeah. it's in that moment, it's like, oh, Calvin has this belief system that he's going to live by. He's going right, to be like, exactly. I don't want us to be under the thumb of this guy. Right. It was convenient to have money to keep the club in, when, and it was a mutual beneficial thing. Now we're in overhead. Now we're a drug ring. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I also like when Watts calls out that... Uh, the Mexican cartel is involved just based on the amount that's needed. Like, yeah, he's like, that amount usually means <laughs> that beaners. Use, that, that amount usually means beaners. <laughs> and if we're doing that, I'm gonna, we're going to need a little more money. Right, exactly. <laughs> so um, Watts has a great line to uh, Kurt, too, where he's like, 
we could bring you back into the fold. Your knowledge of the inside workings of the BSD, the Banshee Sheriff Department's <laughs> like, it's three people that you guys have been operating around for years. <laughs> I don't think you need an inside scoop on the right. Yeah, what is, what's he sharing? Like, tactically, the Sheriff's Department would show up with guns now. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, let's be ready. Yeah. It's like, and, yeah, it's like, what other, there's only like one way that this is going to go down anyway. There's like, only- the way that it goes down in Banshee. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of bullets and it's blood. It's going to be a like, standoff, man. Right. Like, it's <laughs> That's just whenever right. they figure out where we are, they're going to try to shoot us. We'll shoot them. Yeah. Right. Right. And also, if he brings Kurt into the fold and Kurt's working for the Aryan Brotherhood in the police force, that leaves almost only one cop that we've named that isn't <laughs> working for a different higher Yeah, because Cruz is working for Proctor. <laughs> right, exactly. All the other good cops were assholes and got fired. So, like, <laughs> yeah. there's no... God, everyone has so many enemies, too. Like, right. Because exactly. Cruz also, this is the episode, right, where she eyeballed Bunker. She sees like, that Bunker is helping. Help is helping. Good. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it's great. It's great. I like also Job is this is a good Job episode too because we see him bounce yes. back yeah. yeah I don't Very do happy. windows you hear the little yeah, bit of you the hear Job the little... oh man yep. he's, he's becoming himself again good. I love the scene between him and uh, Hood on the porch <laughs> when so it was like good. they're forgiving oh, each other because you're like how is he ever gonna forgive Hood like is this just gonna be a thing where they aren't friends again right. and, right. Like, and that was nope, I love good. those two because it's like those are the moments where, it, where Banshee kind of rears its head and shows you that like no, we're not just the greatest action show on television. Like, yeah. We can tap into, like, emotional substance maybe just as good or better than anybody real else, Real grounded like, relationship so moment. so real between the two of them on that porch. You Hood give a fuck. You want the baddest motherfucker friends. on the planet. And I those was... eyes are wet because he loves his friend. Yes. I was so... That was so good. It was like a relief when they reconnected. I was like, oh, thank God they're friends. Exactly. And, and they're not just going to see... be dealing with it for the rest of the episode where, or for the rest of the season. Right, where It's right. like somehow him trying to find a way for Job to forgive him and not being able to really apologize. Like, they're just going to fucking do it in one moment. Totally believable. Right. It's like, you were in prison for 15 fucking years. Yeah. Right. Which, like, they do that. <laughs> and you forget. Like, yeah. And that's a great reminder where he's like, you didn't fucking, you know, I, I didn't break you out after two years of you being in like, right. the yeah. worst situation. Yeah. He's like, like, it could have been way worse. It could have been 15 years. Yeah. And, and you're like, like yeah. oh, fuck. Right. Yeah. But Hood never brings that up, which I right. think is, you know, and it's like, it's that, that whole moment is... This is a weird comparison, but you know, like in all those like bromance, uh, funny comedy movies where it's like uh, Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill get in a fight and then they don't talk for twenty. Yeah. That always ruins the movie because what you like about the movie is the two Them buddies interact. being right, funny. Exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I, we know they're going to get back together, but this is a bummer right now. Right. It's supposed to be a comedy, and for whatever reason, people feel like they need to drag that shit out. <laughs> right. and it's like, dude, I swear again, like that's just Tropper and, no, and like whoever else was writing or whatever. But really, in the end, it comes down to I think Tropper and probably Greg having faith in their audience right knowing that like no we don't need to drag out this one storyline and spoon feed our audience these facts and then end it you know with a bow we can give them this end it and move on we can give them 10 fucking goals in one episode great moment. and they'll follow yeah right? uh, uh, and just so happy to see job being job again when he comes down and cruises there that, yeah. was, oh, that hey. is a great oh. moment. That is a so great good. moment. He's like, can I help you, deputy? And she's like... Yeah, there's a lot of those exchanges where both people know they're not talking about what they're talking Like, even, like, when Hood gets interviewed by the FBI agent right, for the right. first time. But, like... <laughs> That was such a good version yeah. of it. So great like, when she's like, oh, because you parked pretty far down the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah. She, he's like, uh, she's like, we didn't call no cops. And she's like, must have been your neighbor. And she's like, he's like, right. 
well, we ain't got none of them. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's pretty like, far away, and she's like, "Well, there's a lot of surveillance equipment for a house." It's like, "Yeah, well, I guess they're <laughs> yeah, like, keep." <laughs> just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. It's just like every fucking yeah, line. Dude, it's it's so that good. like thing with the bat, where yeah, you're exactly. like putting your hand on top of each other. Right. It's like, <laughs> and they keep utilizing that gate yes. between characters. I you love know? it's like uh, who pointed that out to us. OC Madsen pointed out that that mm-hmm. gate is the. Like uh, prison, it's like right. the uh, exactly. that's when you Job is. Uh, I mean, Hood has been talking through bars for a majority. Right, of the movie, exactly. Closing yeah. in front of him, in between him and yeah. uh, a love, and like that him moment him between Carrie. him and yeah. Carrie too, yeah, where yeah. like and you and you kind of. Even though I fucking read the script, I know what's happening, and I still, like I said, you forget. I'm like sitting there watching it like a fanboy again, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like, oh, there's you know they're on opposite sides of the threshold, and it's gonna end that way. And then when that fucking gate opens, Ant's so good at like. Just like he, one expression on his face, will yeah, tell like a whole fucking episode's worth of story. On I send network. these guys screen grabs of uh, of Anthony's eyes because mm-hmm. he's got like he's like all grit and and stubble, right. but his eyes are like ice blue and and gleaming like glistening, <laughs> yeah. wet at any given right, moment. Exactly. He just blinks once, and you're like, <laughs> please help <Yeah>. him. <laughs> give that puppy a little oh, treat. So good. <laughs> like you want Hood to just have something go right in his life. There's in this episode there's a moment that you totally i totally went out of my head that i would affect aunt was like so you really didn't know she was pregnant huh i'm sorry and you're like oh right that's right man you you forget like like hood is just like you think he's like i'm out he's out for vengeance but right. you forget a woman that he had some sort of complicated relationship with that arguably saved his life yeah uh, after job went away he knocked her up right <laughs> it's like, and cares and cares and, like, and right, like how do you fucking do how do you how do you make the man with no name human like right. it's so fucking good i forget like in that moment i'm like oh right he might give a shit then yeah. he knocked a girl up and then she was murdered right. <laughs> like i didn't it didn't even register me um and an- another favorite action movie trope is in this episode too and it's the second time it's happened this season uh when hoon when job shaves his beard and had you're like oh yes. yeah he's back baby <laughs> That is so the ra- I told Chopper that it's the Rambo tying his headbands. We see Anthony do it when he we see Hood do it in episode one where it's like we gotta get back to it. <laughs> and now Hood is like, when when we see Job shaving his head, you're like yes. And I was praying like this is me just rooting for too much, but I was hoping we saw him like go through Carrie's closet, like looking at dresses <laughs> and like judging them. I, was like, I, I expected that to be the next thing. Like yeah. it'll have to do. Do you have anything that ain't black, girl? You know? <laughs> I'll have to do. Oh, shit already. Did that, did that line already happen where he talks about. Oh, I don't want to fucking spoil it. Let's not spoil it. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's move on. Great. At the end of that cruise interview, at the end of that cruise conversation, too, reveal that Job has a pistol. In his oh, hand. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, just coming back, like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I oh, guess. He's ready to kill I'm her. just. The band is getting back together. I'm just dying for the mm-hmm. three of them to talk to Sugar and be like, yes, Sugar. When is should... Sugar going to really join the fold again? He's still so standoffish I, about it all. I know. Yeah. He's still pissed. He's still pissed at, uh, at Hood for what happened to Job, but Job's back. I wish, like, you would see Sugar. Dropping off a bottle of Jameson or something. Right. Yeah, he's, Sugar's the, uh, uh, Frankie's so good in that role. Oh, he's, oh, he's so great. good. Such the just the town sage. Like, yeah, just like and it, like just the sweetest guy ever. But right. then you believe that he also was a criminal and yeah, can fight of course. and can box yeah. and do this. Yeah. I love all. He's, yeah. the, he's their dad. 
Right. right. <laughs> it's like, it's like fucking you idiot. Like you need a place to stay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He, like when you go through the seasons, like he literally always has exactly whatever anyone needs yeah. when they walk in that bar. Like right, he's right. got you. Yeah. It's like, like he's like pissed at Like you fucked up. You really made a mistake. And it's like, you got a car? Yeah, I got a car. Yeah, I got a car. And <laughs> yeah, it's also, yeah. like, maybe the baddest fucking car that's ever been Well, what else is he going to drive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah Targum mentioned, like, the thing I wanted to do with this season was get better cars. <laughs> well, Targum's such a fucking, like, that's his... Lo- he yeah, and then me. now uh, Proctor drives a Maybach. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, or Burton drives Proctor's Maybach. Right, And right. fucking Sugar has a convertible muscle car. Just sitting in that fucking thing on set, that Maybach was like, you just feel big time. Oh, it's so and I mean. And then you get out of it and you're back in your own life. But like sure. when you're sitting in the back seat of that car, it's like We got Dushku smoking crack again. Oh yeah. Greatest <laughs> crackhead that's ever been on she screen. She's the though. hottest crackhead. Yeah, the most exactly. attractive crackhead. And like and you believe in it. Like you're like, <laughs> Yeah, you know you're not like, like, like no should... way she smokes crack. No. You're like, yeah, I guess. Dude, so good. <laughs> when she's like When she up. kicks that fucking do- like goes into the crack house and they all run and she sits down and sparks it up. Like Yeah, that, that was all she was doing, man. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> She puts the newspaper down to not dirty her pants. I love that. What she goes, she walks in there like, huh? She's like, put the pipe down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, like, she smokes crack and does work. That's what I mean. Like, like, she's you're not like, shut you're up. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you need it. I so get that. Oh, right. she, when she's smoking crack and like looking at the, the files, and she yeah. solves it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I love they should it. make a. There should be a spinoff. It doesn't even have to be a spinoff. But like anyone listening that's a good writer, like you should write a show about an FBI <laughs> profiler who smokes crack. Yeah. To That'd get be to awesome. the bottom of like it. A, or like an ayahuasca like hippie guy who like goes into trance. Like he's like Dr. Strange. Right, like, exactly. Goes into a trance and solves crimes while he's like <laughs> yeah. hallucinating, right. talking to like a spirit wolf or some shit. Um, yeah. Dushku, they both end up, Dushku and Hood both end up at the uh, gang. That was probably because I think so often they've had it this season. It's probably happened four or five times that someone is following someone else without the other person knowing. Yeah. And so they show up to save them at the last moment it happened when uh hood saved lily from the rabid dog people and uh, it happened when servito saved saved hood it's yeah it's been a few times so i think they like didn't want to do that again (laughs) because he does show up at the absolute perfect moment saves her and it's like oh was he following her and she's like how'd you know i was here he's like i didn't i just (laughs) that's one of my favorite lines he's like he's like i didn't know you come here too Just breaking yeah, the that pattern that they've established. He goes, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. It's like, oh, he must have been following her. You just immediately think he's like, no, I just also was like. No, this I, kid yeah. drew a Crayola a drawing, picture. I saw a crayon drawing. With, and I go, does this guy have horns? He goes, maybe they're. Like, how would you how would you not assume that the kid was like, maybe like tra- which is traumatized? Saying, which is showing that like. Hood must have been to that club once before, or, or at right, least maybe, knew about it. Or yeah. got some call right. there with, uh, right. in an, an unseen episode where yeah, it's exactly. like, there's a drunk brawl. Which is, which is crazy when you think about that. Like, fuck, what goes on Monday through Thursday in Banshee? Well, that's right. we How to, many fucking... When, when we used to talk about the show before we got on the podcast, we'd be like, what? Yeah, what is it like being a cop? That, like, for the other cops that are like, hey, where's the sheriff? It's like, I think he's at an army base with like <laughs> three of his friends like <laughs> right. fighting against the special forces it's like well someone has to go fix the traffic light (laughs) speaking of how crazy his life has been there is a good moment in the show where they like they say something to him where they're whatever it's like you know why why was your blood in her car and he goes like well, it doesn't make me a murderer. And it's like, but you are a murderer. Yeah, you've murdered <laughs> like you're a serial killer. You are a mass murderer. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, Does it make gotta, me a murderer? It's like, that's a sticking point for you? All you like, do is kill people. There's got to be hundreds of bodies. <laughs> like, you you have a higher kill count than the serial killer you're hunting right now. Easily. Oh, like, yeah, by yeah, a lot. Right. You've killed more women than he has. <laughs> right. Serial killer's MO, part of it is like, she's got to be attractive. Yeah. Like, great TV movie where it's like, same, same description as the others. Very attractive uh, <laughs> right, right, right. female. He's like, oh, like, oh, that's like a thing. Well, I for think him. on a show where your sheriff's department is some of the most attractive men and women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but it's Dushku saying when it. When the Nazis are all handsome dudes. Like it's like every, everyone. The Amish people are good looking with like fake beards. <laughs> but, is, but is that an FBI thing? Like they come in and look at the victim and they go like, "Well, it's another sexy female." Like, and they gotta have like, like an argument about it. Like two partners. Like, well, actually, I don't think she's that hot. It's, it's like, like no, six. six out <laughs> Let's say she's an eight. Yeah. <laughs> but you, keep in mind her body. It's not fr- in this frame, but she had a pretty good body. It's like, like what are we oh, talking yeah. about, guys? <laughs> like, she's a real world eight, but dead girl? That's a ten. That's a ten. <laughs> and, like, not only is are these people who have all these different jobs smoking hot, but they all, all have different jobs in West Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes, which I've been there. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've been to Amish country. My dog I got in Amish country. Uh... There, there's an interesting tidbit for you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, people listening will know I missed, like, the last, like, four episodes of I didn't I wasn't here for the episodes like uh two three and four yeah. podcasts and I was like oh eh, whatever I can't make it in time for the interviews but what I realized as I was watching catching up this week was like every time an episode ends I want to talk about it for like an hour so I was like very frustrated I was like oh I missed the conversation on it right. like when I go to talk to John about it he will have recorded a very long conversation with like the director and two of the stars and so it's like I really can't can't get anything out. Because yeah. he's just like in his bathtub talking about the show. This, to weekend, we were, this weekend we were at a friend's wedding and I was just being like, and Chopper said, and Matt Rouch said, yeah. like just updating him on all the, I'm like, you don't have to listen to five hours of the podcast, right. but here are some right, of the highlights exactly. you missed. Um, that's the exact conceit behind a my entire podcast was to make a friend talk to me for an hour about a topic we have in common. But b the banshee thing was like me, you, and Rogers and Conroy when we had him around always just talked about banshee, and I was like, I think people want to because even if you don't listen to this, if you don't watch the show, listening to people talk about banshee out of context is like one of my. We've said it on this before, but it's just like one of the best <laughs> things ever. It's like you mean when he had the head in the vice? No, when the fucking guy with the bow tie and glasses came by with the bat and hit the vice and the blood sprayed out of the tent. It's like wait, what? People are like, what are you talking about? Right. So we were like, let's have this podcast, and then that's all, this has been so self serving. And then Cinemax gets on board, and is like, hey, we can send talent. They want to talk. I'm like, Fuck you yeah, gotta be fucking exactly. kidding me. It was gonna be screaming my opinions in a friend's face now right. i'll do it to a near stranger yeah, yeah. you do you need a space where it's okay to be like and then i felt bad for the nazi <laughs> yeah fuck it's just a show you want to talk about after there's so much crazy shit True. you gotta unpack it all yeah exactly <laughs> you can't just yeah. you can't have that show just live in your head alone you right. gotta fucking deal well, with yeah because like the whole time you're watching like you don't have time to really sit in any like particular storyline on there like you just have to like try and gather everything that's being thrown at you. I've been like rewatching episodes because like to be like this morning I'm like let me rewatch five since yeah. since Chris is coming in. I'm rewatching it. I'm like I totally forgot about two full interactions that are 
so funny and I'm like so interesting. I'm like, oh, right. And that's like we're talking about episode four. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, it's really cool. A lot of cool stuff. I'm like, and the flamethrower. I'm like, right, the flamethrower is in that episode. We haven't dealt with it. Opens with Kai burned Hood's house down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we haven't talked about that. But it wasn't like a big thing like for this episode right. like, it was pretty <laughs> my favorite moment. parts is like he says like uh he's like i should kill you now and then hood's like well get the fuck on with it and then they, <laughs> neither of them say anything else they just both turn to the fire and watch hood's yeah, house yeah. burn down in <laughs> fact hood like takes a step closer like it's almost like they reach out and they hold hands put his arm yeah. Around. Yeah, exactly yeah this well because he's like a beautiful he's like we're in this together we both want right. whoever did this to do it and right. kai knows like right. hood was a very good sheriff in a way like yeah, exactly. or at least good at catching criminals so right. it's like Go find this well, fucking serial like killer, him. man. He'll just do whatever it takes to get, you know. Yeah. Right. And there's that, product. like, little moment where they say, like, well, the FBI will arrest this person. You and I will kill this person. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. understood that, like, even Hood, who is the good guy, at least compared to Proctor, is like, well, you'll still kill him. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. I'll yeah, fucking yeah. kill him. Whoever, yeah, when yeah. I get that fucking lumpy-headed motherfucker yeah, alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, the burning house down is really funny because to me it's like he goes Dushku is giving him a ride like through the woods which there's a super remote area oh, he's yeah. like yeah let me out here and she's like you sure? It's, it's like, right around the corner. Like, why wouldn't I just drive you to the? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why wouldn't I drive you? And also, we've seen cars why don't pull we up to it. Fire right. and smoke. Right. Yeah. And she was like, "You I, only you have to." <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> she was like, "You have to take this ride from me. It's way too far for you to walk or whatever." Like, and he, and so he did. But now we know he's walking. Right. And the first time, like, the only the only indication of a fire is that you see it in Hood's like gleaming ice yes, blue that's eyes right. as he's walking up. Like, it's like, uh, oh god! There's a fuck. lot of fun Dushku Hood uh, moments in this True. episode too. Another and, like equal like superhuman who he's meeting, right. who's like got and just ninety like in, million layers, right? <laughs> and just like in the history of Banshee, where like every time a beautiful woman shows up, you know, like Hood's gonna fuck her. Like, like this she, is the Dushku shows up, gone. and you're like, oh, that's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the longest Hood has gone without boning a woman who's right. shown up on the show. Right. Like, I think Rebecca is 15 minutes, like, five minutes within meeting her, right? Dude, well, yes, the, that's even, Like, I, I originally, uh, and I've only ever heard this, I never saw it because it didn't make it. It was, like, left on the cutting room floor. But apparently, the first thing, so, like, you, you guys remember that interaction. He had just gotten out of the fight or whatever. He's standing outside the... The is a bar or something I can't remember now but he's standing outside and he looks up and sees Rebecca staring at him and he's like and you are and then it just cuts to them fucking uh-huh. <laughs> but originally it was and you are and 18 year old Lily says already wet <laughs> it was like this is the fuck like that was too banshee even for banshee season one like they were like episode one right they cannot like, start this show with that line we'll just like, smash cut to them to them fucking yeah, but well, she can't say that re- redefining yeah. the term smash it's a good cut. cut but i like knowing it was in there yeah right it's like a cool you little easter try. egg that you get to keep like, that's so yeah. fucking awesome. i'm dying for when hood and Dushko eventually get together in some sort of crack and alcohol like exactly oh, induced it. like just banshee fuck fest so like, we, have th- dude, crazy we have three episodes left how insane is that we have three episodes left and i feel like so much stuff has to happen now we know some you we know you have had to have filmed some more scenes so without we're, we're gonna just i want to just say like things we want to happen or things we want to happen you don't have to answer or you know we could just chime along but i don't want you to reveal anything let's ruin somebody. everything yeah or get yourself in trouble <laughs> but what do you like what are some things sean you want i think this is just a fun point because three episodes left is about 
a, a super long movie. So a lot this shit's gonna start winding down. We know they gotta find the serial killer. We know all this. Mm-hmm. What stuff are you specifically looking for? I'm looking. This is my favorite thing I'm ready for is Cruise versus Cruise and Carrie. Yeah. Cruise and Carrie just that have to like... square off because Carrie Carrie's been kicking ass. We revealed briefly that Cruise knows some sort of martial arts. They're both smoke shows. You know that there's gonna be some fucking battle. I cannot wait. We're gonna see. I, I don't even want to pitch on Calvin in, in here uh, with with uh, Chris here, but I think we're gonna see Kurt Kurt v Calvin in some way, or Kurt and Calvin v someone else. That would be interesting to me if the two of them had to sort of settle their differences in order to take stop on, the cartel or like, Kai or something yeah. like that. Yeah, or if in in Banshee fashion, it could be. Proctor, Hood, the white supremacists, the cops, everyone is fighting the cartel who is full on <laughs> invading. Just like yeah. coming cartel. in jeeps and shit like Red Dawn. It's just like the cartel and the Satanists right. who somehow are friends. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's it's just like a five second shot of Hood's eyes, and then it just cuts to all of us on a plane. <laughs> Flying to Mexico. It's bad boys too. It's yeah, bad exactly. Boys too, ending exactly. Where you fight the entire army. <laughs> right. One thing that's interesting is since all of the women on the show kind of look the same, um, all of the women who are main characters do fit the description of who? the uh, victims. Right, right, right. They're all like <laughs> of this satanic thing. Or blonde, so yeah. I think that someone like I mean, Dushku could get captured by the Satanists and right. be tied up or True. want to be. She could intentionally. Yes, she could, she be could like, make herself bait. Oh, right. Yeah. Because just her look like a is appropriate does. for what they're <laughs> right. doing. Yeah, right. It's so true. The one, the female Satanist character was very um, was different from the other women on the show. You know what I for mean? The, right. When yeah. it opened, because it opens the... Uh, well, yeah, that's episode four, right? Episode four, right, opens that with the two of them having dinner. Is so and you're amazing. like, who's this chick? You're like, who is this guy and who's this chick? And why is he so weird? And yeah. Like, right. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're like having like a normal pre-ritual Because we had said, yeah, exactly. no way the serial killer is going to be a character we've never met. Like, that right, wouldn't that was our, be right, satisfying. Right, and right. then it's like... No, it's super interesting. It is someone we yeah. haven't met. It should be like, just because we want to see them collide, right? And you just can't help to like, or at least in in my opinion, as a fanboy, it's like no matter who they introduce or how weird he is, like you just know Hood's gonna just fucking annihilate oh, this guy. I can't like, wait. because how many times is I think I heard you guys say too, like, like how many times has it been like the entire police department is like holding outside this building because the guy inside has got like a fucking chain gun and Hood's like he's angry fuck this guy and he just like goes in you hear a ruckus and he like drops the gun outside the door it's like this guy can't be Hood don't he 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 just like shakes his head yeah Yeah. (laughs) Cerrito's like eh well whatever I get 45 grand a year Um, you just saying chain reminded me of something that happens in this episode. Fuck it. I thought Burton was going to cut the head off that horse with a chainsaw. No shit. I thought for sure he was going to decapitate that horse. I was like, I think that's crossing a line. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that there's like Amish drama, dramish, if you will. I love that there is like (laughs) um, Proctor screaming in whatever the language, Dutch, I guess, to the people outside on the uh, the steps. And and like seeing Burton kind of like step in and actually like lay a hand on Proctor and be like, you need to go inside we said this on the burton episode that uh on the episode with matt rouch that like burton is sort of like 
The only time you see Kai Proctor really lose his cool is when Burton isn't around. Yeah, of course. In a weird way, because Burton does all his dirty work for him if need right. be. But like, he's always like, whenever Kai he's a is weird like, like governor, um, right? Right. It's almost like governor. Yeah. Totally. They need each other equally. Right. I think. So, like, yeah. whereas Kai, like Burton, protects him, but Kai's also like gonna keep his cool as a mayor. Like, you can't right. just fucking start lashing out against. God, Burton makes killing look so good and just like like he's ordering lunch like it's so like it's so easy he's not even having fun it's like he's taking a phone number down yeah. he doesn't enjoy any no no exactly <laughs> yeah i don't like, think he can right like what right can, what can he possibly enjoy yeah right we don't know what happened to his genitals <laughs> yeah that was exactly. one of the questions yeah. we asked <laughs> right he's <laughs> like a fucking yeah, he's like a smurf it's yeah like, like we have no like, you don't know anything about this guy except that he had he was tortured every Kai day saved him right and, and they now, took and his he balls so, at some point learned an insane amount of martial arts Right. And an insane pain tolerance and Wolverine-like recovery abilities. Exactly. Him and Hood both. Yeah. Him and Hood, like Hood having the fucking arm brace on in season three was like the best thing ever. It's like, oh, I guess an injury lasts We're more than like, an episode. It's like his fucking wrist gone or whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. like on for every ep- for like fucking three or like, years. Or the one like cheeks band-aid, like the Nelly thing <laughs> yeah. on the jeans. Yeah. Right. Like, you got hit with like a guy shot you. Hood Hood got shot in this episode uh, in this season, and we thought he was gonna die. And it's like, wait, that's like the 15th time Hood has been shot. Yeah. Why is this right. one dangerous? Right, exactly. <laughs> that's right, yeah. And then, like, what appears to be 12 hours later, she's, like, nursing the wound. There's no bandage on it. Yeah. It's pretty much closed. It looks like a right. rash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just, like, yeah. goes from being, like, a huge hole with blood gushing out to being right. a rash and she's in like, you might a have night. a scar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we talked about this, but th- another good thing about Banshee, the sex scenes is... Like, we know they're about to fuck at some point in this episode. And the fact that it starts with, like, a hand job is, like, the funniest, like, <laughs> like just reaching under his, like, visual. Like, of course that's how that would start, but not in movies. Like, not in movie In movies, it's, like, start making out instant mount. But in, like, in Banshee, it's, like, she reaches under the blanket right, yeah. and starts, like, beating him off. Right. Because yeah. it's never, because, like, their idea is never, like, you know, what's pretty. It's, like, yeah. no, how would this, like, wh- yeah, what Yeah, what would really have, happens? like, dude's, like, half dead lying in a bed like yeah. she's right. sort of there it's like she probably gotta juice him up a little bit right exactly <laughs> and like we do weird shit like that like that is the, that is the scenario where like all of a sudden you're like getting a really dirty random handy yeah you know that's like, like oh fine alright I know I'm not supposed to do this again but <laughs> yeah. if you're gonna start with the hand and then right. Kai's all pissed about like she was off limits you weren't supposed to fuck and you're like I, it's such a weird situation like you know Hood is never going to explain anything to anyone that's like because like, in, in the world but of you no- would want to be like, dude, it was fu- I was fucking like infirm. Like I was laid out. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I yeah. couldn't move. Right. She gets on top. Like, what am I going to fuck beat her up over it? Like, it's <laughs> exactly. not. Yeah. But like, Hood's just going to stare at him and be like, what? Yeah. Right. Well, the same thing with Brock. I'm like, just say you fucking were shot and you fucked her. Like, why yeah. would you just right. say that? That's right. Be like, I saved her life. She was about to get her throat ripped out by a dog. Right. She then saved my life back by right. pretending to be more hurt than she was in a hospital yeah. and smashing the medicine cabinet. <laughs> like, well, I think if 
Hood started explaining stuff, Brock would you would hear Brock go, really? Even though the audience <laughs> yeah. saw it, like Brock would be like, that's yeah. not true. You can't <laughs> explain any of the scenarios that happen. <laughs> that's kind of the, like in the world of no no rules, Banshee. That's sort of one of the rules is that like nothing is off limits for Hood. Mm-hmm. And then like the only other two rules are like don't cross Hood and and don't cross Proctor. Yeah, 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 and like and and Hood never answers. Like there's so many situations Hood's in where he could explain. Yeah, but he doesn't have to. Because but he's, he's got just some like, weird code he where he's like, yeah. no. I'm well, it's a- basically like God comes to hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hood is God. He's in Proctor's hell. And like, there, it's just like been four years of like, all right, how much how much death and mayhem has to happen before we finally get like this like religious sized fucking face off battle between these wrought? two dudes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Hood and Proctor have to have a final reckoning. Right. Also something like you're saying like, uh, if Hood would just say, like, you don't understand I was infirm, but also Proctor Proctor, in this episode, we see that his own niece has tried to keep a safety deposit box from him, drawn a pistol and put it in his face, and she and he still thinks like Hood took advantage of Rebecca. It's like we've seen her He's got exclusively. A weird blind spot. Yeah, we've seen yeah, he does have a blind spot for her. That's obvious like that is yeah. something that's true. And for young girl young girls that need help in general, like when he brought in that drifter right. shop. To try and like replace <laughs> right, like, Rebecca. To, yeah. Yes. That that's was an weird... interesting, like so almost throwaway sequence. Right, where it's right. just like a window into what's going on for him right. and then he, he's lost yeah. it yeah. yeah um but it's so like that true. thing where it's like uh, proctor trust that like rebecca is a crime lord who is trying to outwit her own uncle who put her right, in the position yeah that's she's killed like, a number of people on her own you don't think right. like she you think hood like date raped her right <laughs> like, like it's almost like you, like you shouldn't be feeling bad for anybody in this town because they are all just murderous everyone fucking... is deserving of whatever happens to them too <laughs> right. which is crazy right. yeah. so, with the no. exception of brock right brock's the only guy and maybe now kurt even though it's like when something bad is gonna uh, eventually happens to kurt you're like I mean, based on your like n- visible neck tattoo, yeah, yeah, like you clearly, yeah. There, you the years where I didn't know you, Kurt, yeah. you were bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, just now I feel sympathy for you, but you look like you may have done previously. Not to judge a book by its cover, but <laughs> you yeah. might have been into some bad stuff. Right. <laughs> um, is there anything else from four oh five? Anything else from Calvin that I don't we know. ask Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. Ask Chris. Um, well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show, no, thank man. You That's guys, so man. awesome. So as always, at the end here, we'll do some plugs, but we'll plug uh, Banshee, 10 o'clock, Friday nights on Cinemax. That's right. Uh, get on with it, people. Go to your friends' houses that have Cinemax. Sean will host you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's how I first saw Banshee. Was Hope you you're invite- not allergic to cats. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can't even sit in your car outside your house. You're no, right. you can't be in my neighborhood. Um, uh, Sean actually is the one who turned me on to Banshee by having me and my wife over to watch season oh, one. And, oh, you, uh, you mm-hmm. used to hold like little get-togethers. And yes, stuff people. yeah. That's what people need to do. It's like, God, if you... You should watch it with a group. You right. You shouldn't yeah, be dealing exactly. with this alone it's like again. A, it's so much fun to like, just like to talk about while it's happening. You can and stop just... it after basically every scene and be like, holy fuck. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I like... Uh, Tiffany has fallen off because I need to keep watching episodes at like a more uh, inhuman rate to do this podcast. Yeah, I had to ditch Grace yesterday yeah. to watch too. Like, <laughs> and I'm and like, five. she like walked by the computer today and I was like, she's like, what is going on? There's like the neo-Nazi rally. I'm like, oh, so there's white supremacy. Like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, forget it. <laughs> You'll get there. Um, Chris, anything uh, else you, you're working on or anything else you want to plug right now? Uh, 
Uh, no. All right, no, perfect. Nothing. Sorry. Just Banshee. Watch Banshee. Yeah, and, watch Banshee. Uh, you know. Um, and, and root for Calvin. Let's see yeah, what happens exactly. to this poor motherfucker who's living <laughs> Charlie Brown inside the white supremacy world. That's right, man. Poor guy. Uh, Clements. Uh, at Sean Clements on Twitter. At Sean Clements. And listen to my podcast, Hollywood Handbook. Yes, listen to your podcast, Hollywood Handbook. Uh, great, fun, ridiculous podcast. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a satirical... Uh, well, you know. Uh, satirical is an interesting choice of words. It is, in a way, a satire. But more, it's put, taking the piss out of everything. That... Yeah, just... Uh, yeah. Genuinely, genuinely complimenting uh, things that I think are shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it's lying. Just saying how, how much I like things that I hate. It's a cool thing. Which is one of my favorite bits of yours. And it's fun to... Maybe my only bit. <laughs> yeah. No one knows what is a bit and what isn't a bit anymore. As always, I'm at John Gabris. Guys, uh, the regular episodes of High and Mighty come out on Thursdays. If you're not listening to those, please do. Um, check out... Um, Mondays for the rest of the uh, Fanchi special episodes. I'm at John Gabris on Twitter. Um, get ready for some High and Mighty t-shirts that are about to drop and um, some other interesting High and Mighty news, oh. which I don't actually have. But <laughs> I thought I'm going to start saying stuff like that at the end of the podcast. <laughs> also, probably shouldn't mention the part that I don't have any other news. Thanks for listening, shitheads. And thank you, Sean and Chris. Later. That was a HeadGum Podcast.